You're listening to Her Giant Leap, and I'm your host, Jennifer Garner. You can find me at my blog, yellowrosejenny.com, where I share some of my creative outlets. My passion is finding those women business leaders who are taking control of their futures and turning their passions into money-making businesses. Find your tribe and work your butt off filling your hours with what makes you happy and what drives your spirit. Let's inspire and encourage those women who come behind us and help them on their path to success. Her Giant Leap is all about chasing your dreams and following the path that God has set out for you. I hope you find nuggets of inspiration and that you're encouraged to jump into the adventure that life has for you. Let's get going. Welcome to today's episode where I am thrilled to welcome author Marsha Apsley. As you get to know Marsha a bit, you come to realize that she's funny, comfortable with herself, and driven to help other women lead lives fit and free. She's an encourager and a strong example of Christ's love for us, meeting us where we're at in our lives and loving us where we are. I'm not a runner, but if I took up jogging, I'd want Marsha to be my coach. You guys are going to love her. talking with Marsha. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. We are on this podcast talking about women embracing their roles as jugglers, lead jugglers in the family, but also embracing God's calling to start a blog, start a business, start an Etsy shop, whatever it is that they are driven to do, and keeping that with their ear open as to what God is wanting them to do. When you got into faith and fitness, how did that happen? You know, it was, um, it was subtle in one way, but in one way, I mean, literally it was in lights before me. And so I, I'll, I'll share this story with you. I have always, I mean, my entire life has been about, you know, my struggle with body image and weight loss from a very early, you know, young, young age. Um, I was just self-conscious and painfully shy growing up. But, you know, fast forward quite a bit. And I got into this space from joining a challenge group with a sweet gal who's from, I think, West Virginia. And this was now back in 2015. And I got in in a challenge group. It was when um, I know Beachbody is still you know, around and stuff, but it Beachbody was pretty hot at that point. And so um, it was just called 40 days of, I think, prayer and fitness is what that, that group was. But she was running this free challenge and I had never really shared my struggle with other people, you know, or along the way, this was kind of my secret struggle. You know, I didn't get in uh, to groups with people. Of course, you know how girlfriends you talk about, oh, I I wish I could lose five pounds or I wish I could lose that 10 pounds or I feel fat. You know, you would share that with your girlfriend, but to join this group, with people that I didn't know, you know, in this online space that, you know, here I am, um, you know, I'm 46 now. So, you know, I'm over 40. This gal was probably, I don't know, 
late 20s maybe there are young gals in there but for whatever reason we connected and I thought okay I'm, I'm gonna get in this group but I didn't know what I was getting into really um, and so over that course of that it was during Lent that year I just began to realize the importance of community and um, I started sharing a little bit about my struggles, but my struggles, I've always, I say that they've kept me on my knees, you know? And so in some way, I'm like, God, why have I had to struggle with my weight, my body image all of my life? But then I see that that is what kept me daily at least I went to him on a daily basis to help me, you know, asking for help um, in this area of my life through scripture and all that. And so I was in this group and um, towards the end of the group, I had realized I had shared, I was able to offer some words of encouragement to other people. And I was just getting a little more comfortable sharing some of my struggles and um, but how God was helping me and had helped me through them. And so at the end of that, I walked into church on a particular Sunday and I had been thinking about what am I supposed to do with this? What I've learned over the course of these last 40 days, it was fairly pivotal and I'm not joking. I walked in and our new backdrop um, at church on the stage was the words tell your story in light bulbs. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, God, I hear you, God. Right. Exactly. So I didn't know at the time exactly how that was going to look or how it would unfold, but I knew that I needed to pursue something in sharing my story, just my struggle with weight loss and finding freedom on this healthy living journey. Um, you know, I've shared a lot about, uh, you know, helping women live fit and free. Well, what is that? What does that look like? And basically, yes, it's taking care of our bodies, but doing that in a spirit of freedom rather than the bondage of diets, gimmicks, quick fixes, things like that, that I spent so much of my life pursuing to find the answer to those last five pounds or whatever it was that I felt like I needed, needed to do. So that's really how it came to be that I got in this space. And before that, I wasn't even like a Facebook user or social media. I'm not very great with technology, you know, or anything like that. But I knew I needed to pursue sharing my story in, in some form. And so over the, you know, since that time, it has evolved um, through different things and, you know, with a book and, and, and different things like that. Your book, 40 Days Faith and Fitness, which is a devotional journey I personally have and love. Thank you. Um, eagerly await a second if you're working on one. To me, it's, it's a wonderful way of combining biblically how God sees us and not how the world sees us and how our body doesn't have to be some ideal that someone else has, but we have to come to that final realization that we, as long as we are doing our best every day, 
you know, we don't have to be gorging on everything, but doing our best every day, God loves us as we are. He created us. We are his creations. And I get that from your devotional journey. I mean, that is, that is something, if you are trying to convey that you did very well. Well, thank you for that feedback. And, and yes, you know what I, I just, my passion is to see women, you know, live a healthy lifestyle and that is, can be defined in various ways based on where we are in our life, you know, our age and our stage of life. But I think that we struggle to find that or to settle into that or become comfortable with that until we really believe God's truth about who we are, you know, that we are loved, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so that book, um, you know, I do hope, and it's my prayer that the message that comes through that is here is God's truth about you and me. You know, the things like we are a temple, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are loved. And so how can I live that out and honor this, this body that he's given me and, and honor who he has created me to be, to take care of it, to live a healthy life so that it frees me up to do all the other things that he's called me to do and be. Well, and if we are constantly focused on our body image, we're not focusing on what he wants us to be focused on. He didn't put us here, I believe, to, you know, to be self-absorbed in my belly fat. He wants us to be out there doing his work, whatever he's calling us to really do, not to be, you know, how can I, how can I lose that extra five pounds? Not that those small things aren't also important to him, but if it's our main focus on a daily basis, then we're not paying attention to what he's calling us to do. Exactly. And, you know, I, you know, I've shared um, before that, you know, at one point or many points in my life, um, you know, somebody would say, oh, you look like you've, you know, lost a few pounds or are you trying to lose weight or whatever. And we could go on another tangent about how those kinds of compliments and things. It's like, why do people feel the need to say that or comment on somebody else's weight. But anyway, if somebody would say that to me, my response would be, well, that's my life's purpose. You know, that's or I'm always trying to lose those last five or 10 pounds. And I mean, how sad is that for me to admit that? And, and I've always been a Christ follower and, and gone to church and read my Bible and stuff. But, you know, like you said, a few minutes ago, that was that really was forefront in my mind all the time. How can I look better, lose a few pounds, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I had to fit, I had to let God really penetrate deep within me and, and break that bondage really of that and say that, that can't be your life's purpose. That is not, you know, our life's purpose. Yes, we need to be good stewards of our bodies, but to just be always focused on how much I need to eat and exercise and calories in, calories out and all that kind of thing. You know, I had to find freedom from that. How is he helping you or asking you to turn this into a business? 
or, or is that not something you are pursuing and you're going to be more a cheerleader? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it is, um, again, that has kind of evolved over time. I started out when I, you know, as I shared, you know, I was in that group and it was um, through Beachbody. And so that was the only avenue I really knew at the time to create community for women. So I, I always say like for a minute, I was a beach body coach, um, but it helped me like learn how to do these Facebook groups and challenge groups and things like that. And so I did that and decided that being a beach body coach wasn't for me. Uh, there are some great coaches and great programs out there. They have great DVDs and all that, but I didn't really want to, you know, grab onto any specific diet plan or program or anything. You know, I just wanted to, like you said, you know, kind of be a cheerleader, be an encouragement or inspiration to women on their healthy living journey. So I committed to doing a free Facebook group over the course of that following Lent. And it's kind of become something that is, has been yearly because I felt like that during Lent in that first year for me, I got so much out of that. And that really changed the trajectory of my story and being able to share with women. So I have offered groups like that during Lent and at other times to provide that encouragement, that motivation, that inspiration, and that accountability for women. But also in the process, you know, I have begun to charge for more specific supportive coaching groups. And of course, I, I wrote the devotional and uh, over a year ago now, and then this past um, fall, Christmas time, I did a devotional for the month of December. So those are things that I'm using to, you know, make this into, you know, a business. Wonderful. You've should. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, that's been, um, that's been a bit of a um, struggle that, that mindset with, you know, is it a business? Is it, you know, should I just be doing this for free? You know, do I need to apologize for asking for money or making money in this process? But, you know, I think that we are all called, you know, whatever our business, or our job is, you know, nobody would ask you to go to work or do services or give a book to somebody and, and not put a, a, a price on it. <laughs> no, absolutely. It, you unapologetically, this devotion that I bought and paid for has value and you worked and did it through God's hand, right? I mean, and you're connecting with the world and why should you not receive compensation for that? There's nothing wrong with that. If you're trading value for value, that's, that's how the world goes around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, pastors are sharing, you know, the, the message, you know, of, of God, but you know, they get a salary too, right? So exactly. I think, you know, again, I think Christians, you know, we all see our, um, or I would hope, I think that no matter what area that we're in, whether it's my accountant or, you know, the people who, um, 
don't even, you know, come through and pick up my trash. And they're service professionals, they're Christians in all different forms of business. And just because we're Christian or is it, it's a service thing doesn't mean that, you know, we don't all have to make a living. <laughs> well, I think, and women in particular, um, those who were fortunate enough to currently be or were able to be stay-at-home moms and, and raising their children, then when the kids get to a point where they're sort of self-sufficient and don't need the mom every moment of the day, and they decide they want to maybe do some form of income earning for the family, guilt comes in. And I, and I don't really understand the guilt coming in. I want us to break free of that. There's there is value in having been a mom and all the life experiences that that brings and where God has you exactly where you're at and then moving you into the next chapter of your life, which can be great success as a business person. Yes, exactly. I agree. And I mean, you know, I have a, a counseling degree and before I had my child, you know, I did home-based counseling and I worked at a group home and, and all of that. And again, at that time in my life, that felt very much like a ministry as well. And, you know, and I took home a paycheck for that. And so just in the world that we live in now, we just have these opportunities to be online and to help people in, in a bigger way. And so I think that a lot of people just look at, you know, online business sometimes a little bit differently than, you know, if you're, you know, dressing up and, and going to work for, you know, clocking in and clocking out of a nine to five job or whatever. I sort of equate it to, and I know this is an odd equation, but you pay to go to a sit down restaurant and you expect to pay whatever it is. And you might not go to a really fancy restaurant unless the occasion calls for it because you're okay. Well, I can't really afford that one, but I still going to McDonald's. I know I'm going to pay whatever I'm going to pay. And then the um, advent of the food trucks came about and these food trucks came along and everybody assumed that those prices needed to be much less than a restaurant because, well, they're just a food truck. And it always made me laugh because I was like, what do you mean just a food truck? They have to buy the food supplies. The, the guy making the hamburger on the food truck has to make money, just like the guy making the hamburger at the sit-down restaurant. It's, it's just a mindset that people have of a valuation that they put on something, and it's just their perception of it. And I think eventually over time, the food trucks got to such growth that they were then able to command and people were willing to pay what you would when you went to a restaurant. But it just took that initial couple of years where people were complaining. And it, I think that's what women are facing right now. And we'll get past it. But yeah, we need yeah. to understand we're just the, we're just laying the foundation. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to fight the struggles. And then hopefully the girls that come behind are going to, you know, pick up the mantle and be really successful in this, whatever the future is of the internet. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, um, uh, great comparison that you shared there. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that is, that is just so true. And you're exactly right. Well, what do you see happening for you in 2019? I, I know your word is breathe. Yeah. How, how are you um, using that both in your business and then personally? 
Well, you know, every year, again, for the past few years, um, you know, I've had a word and, um, you know, it takes me a while sometimes to figure out what, what that is going to be. And towards the end of 2018, I did a um, online Bible study. It was called Breathe. And it just talked about creating some Sabbath margin in our lives. And, and it wasn't, you know, saying, okay, on Sunday, you know, needs to be a day of rest. But it just talked about how we need to, you know, again, we're so busy all the time and we're always doing, and I am very much type A person. I'm very scheduled. um, And I have felt like a lot of times, again, going back to this, you know, being at home and working from home and that kind of thing, I feel like because I do that, I need to be constantly doing something. And proving, almost proving my worth, you know, proving it to my family that, okay, I am doing all the household chores and all of that kind of stuff. Plus I'm over here working on my computer all the time, you know, trying to come up with an either writing on a new book or whatever it is, you know, I am, I am doing this. I am proving myself, you know, and, um, through that study and through some quiet time with the Lord, I realized that, I need to create some margin in my life. You know, I was not taking time. I have, I mentioned earlier that, you know, I released another book back, it was late October, but it was called Turn Your Holidays Into Holy Days. So it was a 30-day devotional for December. And so I worked really hard to get that ready to go and then promoted it and all of that. So the end of the year, you know, it was, it was a busy time and I just got caught up in do, 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 you know, and I thought, I realized that I was getting into this. I've got to do something all of the time. And I was no longer creating that time for God to just kind of speak to me, you know, yes, in a business, again, we have to, you know, there are things to do. We have to, you know, schedule some things we need to plan, you know, whether it's plan content or plan meetings or, you know, am I going to offer another coaching group and when is that going to be? But I was getting so caught up in all of that, that I wasn't allowing just some time to be open to the Holy spirit, you know? And when I first started, a lot of times I would just be like, Oh, this is really a great thing. I need to share it. And I felt the need to share it. And I just get on a Facebook live and I would share it either in my group or on my page or whatever. But over the course of the last few months, everything was just scheduled. And I felt like, you know, I'm not really listening or creating that time to listen to God just speak and say, Hey, you know, somebody needs this today. You need to get online and go do that, you know, or get on. Um, so that's kind of how breathe came about that. I'm going to commit to 2019 to create some margin. Yes. I want to be a good steward of my business, but I want to create that margin so that he can, again, I'm just his vessel and I'm his tool. And I believe I am where he wants me to be, but there the message will continue to change as I open myself to that. So setting boundaries is important. Yes. I, I agree with you. You can't listen you, if you're never quiet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And, you know, so just my calendar was becoming 
you know, he began to show me that where I had been enslaved and through the study, it talked about the Israelites. And that was, that story was really something that had a huge impact on me, just breaking the chains of the entire struggle with my weight and, you know, finding freedom in that. But this study showed me that sometimes we still have a slavery mindset. So I may have broken free from the body image in that area of my life, but I had traded it for becoming or beginning to become this slave to the calendar and the business and the, you know, what I'm supposed to do and, and filling in all of the blanks and all of my, you know, content and all of that. And so I thought, you know, God, I don't want to exchange one form of slavery for another, yeah. you know? And so that's where it was like, okay, it's time to step back again and not um, allow that, that slavery to take on a new form. And I think that is so biblical as well in that stop looking worldly, things that are important to the world and heed what I'm saying, listen to what I'm saying. And when we get so focused on whatever it is, watching our weight, scheduling our calendar, preparing content, all the things that we get wrapped up in, we are, those are all worldly things and not godly things. But they can be used for God, godly measures. I mean, it, but it's all, Lord, I mean, it's a hard tightrope to walk. It is. You're exactly right. Yeah. Well, we just have to be better stewards and, and uh, listening. And I think it's awesome you're making boundaries. And it's also probably healthier for you to set those boundaries. You know, you don't want to be so consumed with having to do content that you're missing life right in front of you. Exactly. And, and that was what, you know, I was becoming convicted of. Uh, and, and I even, you know, I had the conversation with my husband, you know, again, we as, you know, working moms, wives, women, you know, trying to balance it all, you know, I had the conversation with him, you know, I just had to kind of get real and say, I, I feel like I need to, you know, to kind of prove to you that I'm, I'm earning my worth, you know, and of course, you know, he's super supportive and he's like, you know, it couldn't be furthest from the truth. And that was just something that I had created in, in my mind and kind of bought into, but, you know, I realized we do this, you know, he is, of course, this primary breadwinner, and and we've been able to do this and allow me to have that flexibility to stay home for the purpose of family. But was, when I allowed this to kind of take take priority over that, you know, then it hurt, like you said, the the people and the things that right right in front of us. So just kind of keeping that all in in perspective. Well, I mean, it would be the same thing if. A husband, every day, on occasion, he's going to bring homework that he needs to from the office. But if he left at seven in the morning and came home and ate dinner with us and then retreated to his office space and was there every night until 11 when he plopped into bed, eventually we'd be speaking as wives saying that's not, you're not being the best dad you can be or the best husband and spouse you can be. And the same has to be true for us as moms and then business owners within the home, 
there has to be a balance and a turn off time and a put down your phone time. There has to be. Yes, exactly. I agree. What do you think a person jumping in, and I ask this of every person who's on this little podcast, what advice would you give them if they were wanting to jump into whatever God is whispering to them? You know, I, I think I've kind of jumped in, you know, and, and floundered a little bit along the way and consumed, you know, some of those, you know, so many people offer free, um, you know, free tips and tools on, on growing these businesses and that kind of thing. And I'll say, you know, a couple things. One, the first thing was when I created my website, online. I did, did it all myself and did it free. And I found out, and if I could go back, I always tell people invest a little bit in getting your website up and going and don't just do it all totally on the free flat platform because it just takes a lot once you figure out that, okay, I really, I want my website. I don't want wordpress.marshaapsley or something. I want marshaapsley.com. Um, and so that was just a simple thing that I always tell people, you know, it's not very expensive to, to even if you create your own website to pay a little money and, you know, do your monthly um, payment to have your own domain online. If you feel like that's really where you're going and what you want to do. You know, the other thing is, don't consume so much information that you don't know what to do with it. You know, when I started, I was signed up for everybody's newsletter and I was getting every free webinar and I was getting all of this free content from various people. And it was just too much information. I didn't know what to do. Um, but eventually I pared it down I saw, you know, where I was, I um, found a person or two I had connected with. I just, you know, kind of felt that connection or felt I could learn something from them. And they were giving me tips and tools that I could implement for where I was. And I just deleted all of the other emails and the content that I had subscribed to get because I had just been overwhelmed. So I would say spend a little money on that website and find one or two people that you can get some helpful tools and, you know, follow that and, and then follow through with the tips that you're getting, but don't get too overwhelmed with the information. You, you tend to, if you get too much information, you don't want to move because then you're afraid you're going to make the wrong step. So then you never, you never jump. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing is, you know, if you listen to too many people, the information con there's conflict in the information, you know, one person says to do this while the other one says, no, no, you got to do this. And I found that even in my time um, trying to lose weight and, and all of that, I consumed so much information and I had all of this knowledge. But, you know, I told somebody at one point, if I did everything all the experts said about being healthy and living fit, it would be a full time job. And so, you know, and that's why when I talk to women about finding fit for them, you have to find, you know, a way to eat, a way to exercise and all of that that works 
for your particular body at this stage of life because not everything works for everybody and it's the same way with business not everything works for everybody and sometimes it comes down to even you know personality that you know how how somebody teaches things and how I learn things um, you know not just getting overwhelmed with the information yeah I agree I agree totally yeah well I have so enjoyed talking with you today Marcia this has been a blast I would hope and pray that people will, and we're headed right into the Lent season, so they should find your 40 Days of Faith and Fitness. Is it on your website, or do you recommend Amazon, or what? where where could they find that? Yeah, exactly. Um, on my website, MarciaApsley.com, um, there is a page that tells you a little more about the book, but the link takes you to Amazon, because it is just um, sold on Amazon. I don't sell it through my website. Um, I do thankfully have an, a small um, a bookstore here in, where I live in Shelbyville, Indiana, and uh, they carry it in a little boutique uh, carries it here. So that's kind of neat to have that's it. Awesome. Yeah, on, on some shelves here. But of course, your listeners can go to, to Amazon and um, search it and find it there or start on my website and it'll take a direct link um, over to Amazon to purchase the book. Okay. And I, I'll have all those links on my webpage too. And, and where can people find you on all the other social medias? Um, I'm Marsha Apsley everywhere. Um, and it's M-A-R-S-H-A-A-P-S-L-E-Y. Um, but I have a page on um, Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Those are the two places I hang out the most. And um, I do have a free Facebook group. It's called Faith and Fitness with Marsha. And, you know, I just, um, it's a community of women who um, we just support and encourage each other on our healthy living journey. And so I uh, post there. We have a thread uh, once a week for to share prayer and praise reports. And on Sundays, I try to hop in there and just pray for the group, pray for the women in the group, um, do a Facebook Live uh, for that. Yeah, I would love to connect any way that, that people would like to. It has been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely listeners, I pray that while you listen to today's podcast, you were in some way encouraged to listen to the gentle nudgings that God is placing on your heart. If you're thinking of pursuing your passion or your dream, do so with the faith that God is with you and each day is a chance to learn something new. Take that giant leap and see where you land. I look forward to returning soon with another inspiring lady and sharing with you her words of encouragement. If you're inclined, leave me a comment or share this podcast with someone who may benefit from hearing it. Until next time, take care.